Welcome to our series of podcasts that we've been doing. We've been going through animals in the Bible and uh, we're looking at the worm today. And uh, this is just one of the resources that we produce and you can go on cornerstonechurchkingston.org and find lots of other sermons, blogs, articles and uh, other bits and bobs that you can download, make use of and uh, share with others. And uh, we're going to do this version, which is the feature length version. And we're also going to be producing a version that you can listen to as as a family or with children and uh so without further ado let's get going i'm tom i'm here with pete and ben hello and we're on to the worm the where worm. are we going first there's that song isn't there there's a, there's that sort of children's song from years and i don't know when it was it i'm mm. sure it's the 70s or something mm-hmm. if i was a fuzzy wuzzy bear and then it goes if i was a wiggly squiggly worm or something isn't it? <laughs> yeah, thank, yeah. Thank, you, thank you lord that i could squirm yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a lovely thought. And of course, all animals and all creatures do bring glory to mm, God. Mm. Um, but the worm in the Bible largely brings glory to God by bringing judgment. Yeah. I think. That's right, yeah. Uh, we see that a lot in the Old Testament. Um, I'm sure we'll come to some of those verses. Uh, but there is, um, there's a verse in the New Testament. We're going to go straight there. In Acts chapter 12. Uh, which is quite an amazing little story. Sometimes these things happen, didn't they, in, in the um, sort of in the lives of the apostles? Really extreme things happened, but they would they would, they happened in order to authenticate the message of the gospel and to show something true about God. Um, and so, in Acts chapter twelve, um, there's uh, Herod, and it says in verse twenty one, on the appointed day, um, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. And they shouted, This is the voice of a God, not a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God continued to spread and flourish. Brilliant. (laughs) I mean, it's an amazing story. Um, Because you've got this sort of bloke who thinks he's something. I always think this, you know, dictators, they they think they're so secure. And Mm. uh, when you step back and look at them, you see them sort of basically getting more and more insecure Mm. and mad and killing even their friends and stuff like that. It's Mm. always the same with dictators. Here's a dictator sort of lifting himself up, thinking that he's God and shining glory and look at me and, Robes, and then the yeah. little tiny worm kills him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's brilliant, isn't it? And it does um it does show amongst other things. I mean, we've got this judgment point here, but it does show God's incredible sovereignty and provenance over all of creation doesn't it mm. um and so if you look back, we won't go there now necessarily, but back in the book of Jonah Uh, When the prophet Jonah is running away from God and the commission that God had given him um, to bring a message of repentance to the Ninevites, uh, one of the things that God does both to humble him and bring him back is to appoint a whale or a great fish. So God is sovereign over the biggest creatures of the deep. Um, But then at the end of the story, to teach Jonah a further lesson, um, God provides and appoints a little vine and then appoints a wind and also appoints a little worm to chew up the vine. And it's just amazing, those words. God is sovereign over the creatures of the deep and the tiny worm of the earth, Mm. and he can wield them for his purposes uh, in the world. And um, there is nothing outside of his his providential fatherly hand, and that even the worm can be used, uh, you know, by him here. Um, And and right at that moment when Herod, uh, well, he's wearing a royal robe, 
you know, mm. so he's the mm. king, isn't he? Uh, sitting on a throne, so he's the ruler. Um, uh, he delivered a public address, you know, so people were listening to him and clapping him and mm. bowing yeah. to him. Uh, and then someone decides to shout out, this is the voice of a god, mm. not a man. <laughs> and immediately yeah. uh, Herod is down. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, God is just bringing low this great, powerful, right at the moment of his... I mean, mm. even Alexander the Great, if you, you know, he's conquering the world, mm. you know, it was a mosquito that brought him down. Yeah. You know, so it's just these little <laughs> yeah, things, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Just a yeah, tiny yeah. little yeah, thing. It's yeah. humbling, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, and so as you said just, just now, the, the worm um, in the Bible uh, finds itself associated with judgment and decay and, and death and even hell actually mm. and um, that's a fairly consistent thing throughout throughout the bible isn't it um and uh, you know there's there's a there's a natural reason for that in the sense that if you go into your garden or a local park and you uh, you dig around in the soil or in the compost heap you know you will find worms there and that's because they kind of feed on decaying organic mm. matter, you know, mm. things mm. that are decaying, and they they increase, they speed up the process. They're of good decay. in your, if you have them in your compost heap. Yeah, people who are green thumbs say that's a good thing. It's yeah. a good yeah, sign. Yeah, yeah. You've got a good yeah. compost heap because it speeds up the yeah. breakdown, doesn't it, of organic material and stuff. So um, they are involved with the decay process in mm. the natural world, and uh, that takes on a kind of spiritual significance as well, doesn't it? Um, yes, these are associated with death and the grave and decay, and we see that with with Herod here. You know, the great Herod brought down by a worm. It's a it's a kind of he's he's judged and then. The one who uh, people thought would live forever mm. decays at the hand of the worm and is gone and forgotten. Mm. Um, and yeah. Je- and Jesus uses that. Mm. So in in Mark chapter nine, I mean it's it's fearful stuff. Mm. This and this is from the the lips of the loving, kind, you know, good news bringer himself, who is the good news. He warns about eternal, you know, consequences of not. Uh, following God and he's actually talking here about causing a little one and whenever he uses that word little one he's really talking about followers of him so Christians really if you cause one of these to sin be careful he says Mm. be really really careful you know you better to have your hands cut off and pluck your eye out than to you know serious consequences to, to causing people to sin and then he goes on and he says um so if your eye causes you to sin pluck it out for it is better to enter the kingdom of god with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where their worm does not die and the fire is not qu- quenched mm. and uh you know so you've got that eternal dying mm. that he pictures hell as eternal worm you know, the worm is constantly decaying you mm. for forever. It's, it's just shocking yeah. mm. language, it's, really. It's the opposite of eternal life, where life brings more life and brings more life because the worm decays and destroys. But even, but even that doesn't decay in itself. So death doesn't die, is what he's saying. Yes. So mm. Death itself doesn't die. Yeah. Um, the, the decay doesn't stop, dec- never decays. Uh, there's yeah. no... Um, it's, an, it's an eternal decay, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
And it's amazing because that, that is actually uh, a prophecy drawn from the end of Isaiah. So this is these are the very last words in Isaiah. Massive mm. book, 66 chapters. And uh, he's talking, uh, the prophet Isaiah, in the last few verses about the new heavens and the new earth that God is going to make uh, for his people and they're going to endure forever. Um, but uh, there will also, it also says, and they will go out and look upon the dead bodies of those who rebelled against me. Uh, so you've got this scene, perhaps a you know a, you know an expansive valley floor or something filled with dead bodies that, mm. that you know the people who rebelled against the Lord um, of those who rebelled against me, their worm will not die, mm. nor will their fire be quenched, and they will be loathsome to all mankind. Um, so there is a day coming which is both wonderful because God is going to make a new heavens and a new earth, um, but it will be a day of judgment mm. and uh, all who have rebelled against the Lord will be uh, laid out and they will be seen to be loathsome to all mankind and the worm is there and the fire is there and it's this picture of decay and rotting and loathsome mm-hmm. things. But it's quite, it is um, pretty startling, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the worm yeah so you know and we'll, we keep saying this don't we on each animal and uh, when when you look at a worm this squiggly little thing mm. we need to we need to take note mm. we need mm. to think mm. you know what is this doing and what does this tell me mm. from the scriptures yeah mm. Mm. yeah okay so uh, that that's something about the worm from the bible then it's 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 about decay it's about judgment and in both of these cases, it's it's rejection of God as well. The worm goes with rejection of God. Um, but there's a there's a surprising kind of use of the worm, isn't there? Mm. And uh, where in Psalm 22, where uh, which is written by David, but about the greater David, about Jesus, mm. and uh, he says, "I I feel myself to be a worm." Doesn't yeah. he? What's that? All, what's that all about? Should we read that maybe? And then yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's in verse six. Um, uh, so. It, it's, it's the famous, it's the famous um, psalm that Jesus quotes on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm. So here is Jesus now mm. on the cross taking judgment. So we're in line with what the worm stands for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says in verse 6, but I am a worm and not a man, scorned by men and despised by people. So he's saying how people look at him mm. because he seems to be decaying, yep. about decay, Death is coming upon him. Here's the one that's supposed to be the son of the living God. Is he? Because mm. look, the mm. wor- he, he's, he's nothing more than a, uh, a wiggling, you know, s- uh, squirming uh, in agony mm. uh, on the cross worm. And there's all kinds of animals in there. We're, we're, I think when we do the bull, we come back to here. But um, here is the glorious creator of the universe, the creator of the of the big fish in Jonah of the of the worm of everything big and small in the whole universe mm. now pinned on a cross mm. and he's looking like a squiggling worm yeah. in mm-hmm. agony we normally um find it hard enough to comprehend how god could become just a man and normally just that step down is is mind blowing and humbling and uh not well veiling god's glory the fact that jesus would become man in itself but here he says um not a man yeah <laughs> i'm a worm not yeah. even a man <laughs> yeah and so we're, we're not particularly honorable but on the cross christ was even less honorable mm. um mm. 
Yeah, and I mean, when you put that together with what we've just seen in Isaiah, mm. you know, um, as, as well as being in that, that horrible place of torture, you know, people, people would have known that to be on the cross spread out like that uh, was a sign that you were under God's judgment, that you were under, you know, you were under decay and, uh, and w- w- were there facing judgment. You know, you, you, were, you would become a loathsome thing mm. in every way. And uh, that's what the Bible tells us. You know, anyone who hangs on the cross is cursed. Mm. Um, but we know, of course, that Christ, Christ was not there because of his own sin, because he really was. Uh, loathsome to God but he was doing an act of perfect obedience he was taking our sin he became loathsome for us mm. um, so that we could be made righteous there so um, it really it's it's using it in the same way isn't it that he feels himself to be under the judgment of God scorned by men despised by men loathsome to everybody um, and yet he's going there for, for our salvation um, mm. Mm. Yeah, and the yeah. the psalm goes on. Um, uh, you know, Lord, save me, deliver me, rescue me, save me, um, and that is what that is what the Father does, isn't it? Because Jesus isn't left on the cross; um, he's not even left in the ground, uh, so his body doesn't even have a chance to decay. The worms mm. don't get a chance to get him, um, and that we see in in I think the Psalms as well. Where he says, "You will not let your holy one see mm. decay." Uh, that's talking about Jesus again. Um, so though Jesus was the one who decayed on the cross. The Father is still not going to let him see decay. Mm. So those worms will not have the final say on Jesus. Mm. Um, they won't get a chance to eat him. Mm. Uh, death will not consume Jesus, mm. but he uh, powerfully rises. He rises again, and, yeah. and um, is yeah, is the final in word. In his life, mm. yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, it's brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so uh, what else have we got then on the worm? Well, it's, it's interesting. I think the first use of the worm is in Deuteronomy, mm. and that is a judgment thing. So that's back to that back sort to of that first again. thing we were yeah. saying. Uh, uh, you know, your crops, because you're not listening to God, your crops, your vineyards, you know, the worm will, the worm will eat that. Mm. And you won't get it because you're relying on yourself. Yeah. Look what you've done, but yeah. you're not looking to God. So again, there. But that's, that's a providence, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, and, and in Jonah, uh, it, it, the language is God provided the worm. Yes. And yeah. we never think of the worms in our lives as providence, do we? <laughs> and we think, flipping it, God, you've abandoned your post here. These things are decaying around me. But actually, the way that the scripture talks about the worms, I mean, a worm never eats anything unless it's been sent by God to eat it. Mm. Um, and so when, in Jonah's case, the, uh, the, the vine is eaten, it's actually for his benefit. Mm. So he sat there under the scorching sun thinking, he's just getting angrier and angrier, isn't he? But God's trying to teach him something through that. Um, and I suppose the, the, the same might be said of us, um, that when things are sort of removed from us or taken away, what is God trying to teach us? Are we depending on ourselves too much? Um, Have we depended on our own crops too much and not Mm. trusted God? Mm. And has he sent that worm to take away what, you know, false trust, uh, sinking sand, to Mm. show us what we're standing on is sinking Mm. sand? Mm. And that sort of happened, didn't it? I mean, it feels like quite a long time ago now, but in the sort of lockdown stuff, we did do sort of quite a lot of talks on that sort of thing, didn't we? Everything was taken away and people were feeling that they're on sandy ground and all of the things they thought were rocks Mm. were were not rocks. And people started to ask questions and think through, but now we've sort of slightly come out of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I wonder if we're now reassuring ourselves that the sandy ground is rock. Well, we've moved from where we were before onto the vaccine ground. 
the yes. vaccine is the new saviour. Saviour. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe God will send a worm there as well. Who knows? I mean, with Jonah, it's interesting, isn't it? So the, the Jonah story is that Jonah is a, a prophet from God, but he's not, he's, not, <laughs> he's not got the heart of God. No. He's got the word of God, but not the heart of God. Mm. And uh, he hates the people that God wants him to go to. Mm. I, I guess he's a sort of racist, really, yeah. because he knows that these people, these Ninevites, hate his people, mm-hmm. and in the end will be used by God to judge. Mm. And he sort of just so he's got the word of God, which is quite interesting, isn't it? He's mm. got the actual real word of God, but he he hasn't got the heart of God, mm. and there are a lot of people like that around. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sent to to Nineveh, and as you say, mm. you know, he goes in a big fish, and eventually he comes out in this. I think we talked about him mm. in the fish, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, he preaches this message, quite a hard message. And I guess he liked some of it. Mm. Judgment is coming yeah. in forty days. Yeah. The worms are on that. their way. Yeah. The worms are on their way. Judgment's coming. Yeah. But he then also had to say, "Repent." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole of Nineveh uh, became, you know, followers of God. They mm. they turned to God, and he was angry mm. at God's compassion and grace. And then he goes out furious at God, that God would be kind to these, what he would consider, you know, Mm. horrific people. Mm. Actually, they were pretty horrific in their lifestyle. Mm. Um, This thing grows up, doesn't it? This plant grows up, and he's really pleased. Mm. Yeah, he loves it. Because he sits under it, and it gives him shade in the scorching day. Because he likes it when God's providence works well for him. Yeah. He likes the fact that, his own people mm. might receive compassion and shade and right. mercy from the Lord, but he's furious when God's providence moves in a different direction. And and that that's what he is so, I mean, more than disappointed, angry about. Mm. Uh, he actually says in chapter 4, this is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God. I mean, that's a weird thing, isn't it? Slow to anger and abounding in love, Mm. a God who relents from sending calamity. And we know what he's talking about because that's a a historic Old Testament confession about God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in mercy. So he knows what God is like. He just doesn't like it. Mm. Um, Now, O Lord, take away my life, for it's better for me uh, to die than to live. I'd rather die than see these come to know you for what you are. Mm. And, um, you know, in, in his actual preaching, uh, although um, although he uh, there is a repentance, uh, Jonah refuses even to call for that. His message, I know it's a synopsis, but his message is 40 more days and Nineveh will be overturned. That's his preach. Yeah. So there's no like, and here's what you should do if you want to avoid it. <laughs> oh, mm. he doesn't just, do that. No, he yeah. doesn't. Amazing. It, it, yeah. It's up to the people of Nineveh yeah. to apply that. Yeah. So they then say, right, well, let's repent. Then. Yeah, yeah. Because he, as far as he's concerned, <laughs> he, he wants that just to happen, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, yeah. and not, I mean, and not he, let them out. That is and, quite powerful, isn't it? That he knows who God is. Yeah. His theology is absolutely bang on. Yeah. Because he's a prophet, but his heart is miles from mm. God. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that worm business of the worm coming is a judgment on what he, you know, you're yeah. liking to be under the shade. Yeah. Mm. And so you're saying you can, I'm going to take away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's a lot of st- stuff there, isn't there? Yeah. Why can't I love the people of Nineveh, even though they're, they're you know, sinful? Mm. Why can't I show grace? Mm. And I'm going to take away this plant mm. by a worm yeah. to show you. You know, yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know that's one of the things I think the worm is doing there. 
you know, it, it, it's like as if the worm is saying, right, Jonah, um, did you create that vine? No, I gave it and I've taken it away. Did you create these people? Mm. No, I save and I destroy. It's mm. mine to give and mine to take. Who do you think you are? Yeah. You know, I, I'm the God, I'm sovereign. And this worm, you need to humble yourself under this worm because it's teaching you you're mm. not sovereign over nature or over people. Yeah. I am. Mm. And you need to bow before me, you know. Um, and he's sort of like, well, I'd rather go d- die and go to the worms. Yeah. It's but like when he was in the boat. I'd rather just chuck me over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is an amazing. This is this is a judgment from God, but it's also an amazing mercy, isn't it? Because God could could have easily lost his patience with Jonah and gone right. I'm not going to send the worm to to eat your um, vine. I'm going to send it to eat you and just be done with you. Mm. But instead, the worm doesn't go for Jonah. That's God's mercy, isn't it? Yeah, when, you know, when when it went for Herod, it went for Herod. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so when if it when it was the same worm. <laughs> <laughs> um, when um, when things around us uh, sort of fall apart and we realize that we were trusting in sinking sand, that is God's mercy on us. He, he hasn't brought his calamity on us. He's, mm. he's brought it on the things around us to expose them as, as false sort of securities. Um, as a way of showing us what we should be caring about exactly yeah, so, well, that, that's so yeah, Jonah that's, the worm hasn't been yeah. sent for you yet mate yeah. it's been sent to expose you yeah. it's a kindness from the Lord yeah. uh, so um, you, you know be grateful that this worm isn't sent I for you yet right. I think it is a it is a gracious thing he's trying to I mean I mean, this is just devastating isn't it you know the um, Lord um, said so, to him you just you have been concerned about this vine though you did not tend it or make it grow it sprang up overnight and died overnight but Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left and many cattle. Should I not be concerned about that great city? But that's you know, so challenging for us as Christians yeah. because honestly, you know, I'm, we're not political in our church, but, you know, there are human beings and children amongst them, refugees, that, you know, drowning, they're drowning to mm. get over to us, a rich country. And, you know, we can say things so quickly without knowing that they're human beings. And, you know, we, we tried to say, didn't we, that they're economic migrants, whatever that means. That's a mm. nasty phrase. And now we know that they're not. They're fleeing persecution, mm. most of them. They're human beings. And we just sort of say, well, you know, they come and take our jobs. Well, there's thousands of jobs <laughs> we need them yeah. to take. Yeah. Um, you know, we, make, we, we can say phrases like that mm. so quickly if we were in that position, we would be wanting to do this, wouldn't mm. we, to, mm. to save our families. Mm. And so it's very easy, isn't it, for us to sit under a vine, feel comfortable, yeah. and say, may they go to hell. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. And God's saying, hey, I'll, okay, do you mm. want me to take stuff away so you understand mm. how they feel? Mm. You know, that sort I of think, stuff. I think that's right. I mean, and it just exposes our hearts because like Jonah, we can be so concerned about maintaining our own comforts and you know it shows what our hearts are like when even a little comfort is withdrawn we can get angry and Very, bitter so and quick, you know it? furious coffee's cold yeah yeah exactly bitter coffee. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> never coming here again <laughs> and uh, and and we can be so angry about that and yet actually there are people all around us mm. you know who are going to the eternal worm if you can put it like that um and yet, you know, do we do we do we have concern about them, and uh, you know, mm. as as the Lord does, or are we mainly just you know concerned about our own shade and comfort in this in this life? Um, and Presumably, the worm is all sort of telling us that, really. Presumably, Jonah 
did repent of mm. that because I don't know who wrote the book. Did he write the book? I guess I guess he did. Mm. Not sure. So he's sort of showing himself up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, those are all things that we should learn. And it is funny, isn't it? Because, you know, some of these, I guess some of these animals teach us, you know, quite How warming, encouraging yeah. lessons, and some are quite sobering. And we might, at first thought, not think the worm would be that. But um, as we look at it... There's another use of the worm, but, I mean, it's it's it, it's not quite a worm. Mm. But, but um, Paul talks about false teachers that worm their way in. Mm. So I guess that sort of underground, you know, they come Pushing into the church. In, yeah. Bring decay from the inside. Yeah, and yeah. they're trying to bring decay. They're sort of creeping in and coming up on you, and they worm their way in with their false doctrines mm. and their lies in order to undermine the church. Mm. And it is up to leaders, isn't there? And there's a lot of warnings of this in, in the Bible. So just watch out. Just be careful mm. for wolves that come in in sheep's clothing. That's a, you know that's another yeah. expression. But people that worm their way and they get in. Mm. And I think when you've been in Christian work for some time, it, it, it takes time sometimes to see the worms. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then suddenly you see patterns and yeah. things happening, and then you you sort of you know yeah. recognize, don't you? Oh gosh, you know these people are against the little ones. They're, they're sinning against mm. against God's people. They're, we all do that, but mm. their fundamental character is one of eating mm. and eating away. Mm. And right. yeah, mm. and on the outside they might look good um, because a, a, an apple can look beautiful on the outside, mm. and yet if a worm's got inside, yeah, yeah. it's Hiding horrible away. and rotten yeah. on the inside. Yeah. And so David Reddington <laughs> sermon. Is that, is that David yeah. Reddington? Oh, okay. Yeah, always. Yeah. He would bring in a nice apple, always. Uh, I don't know how he did yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it always bring in a potato, an apple, or a something, and so, it looked good. He cut it in. There was always a worm in it. <laughs> yeah. He always knew there was a worm Fantastic. in it. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why he was an elder, so he could spot the worms in the he church. He was very good <laughs> yeah. at that, actually. Yeah. He yeah. was really very good. Yeah. 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 And it's uh, right, isn't it? And, and, you know, we don't always spot it straight away, and that's, that's partly because love hopes all things, doesn't it? And I guess... Covers a multitude we, of sins. Yeah, and although you know we know the doctrine of sin um we want to largely impute the best motives to people and, and assume mm. that they're about good and want to bless the church and so sometimes it's not always easy to spot the worm as you say but yeah. um i think like constant vigilance is the is the mm. task of the elders particularly isn't mm. it to uh, to be looking and making sure uh, uh, that sort of thing's not going on um I mean, ultimately the, mm. the good news for us is that we are delivered from the worm the worm doesn't have the final say on our, no. our lives. Yeah. Christ is the head of the church, and he, the, the father wouldn't let him see decay. Yeah. So he was raised from the grave, from where the worms are. Mm. And we, uh, he's the first fruits of the harvest. So we're all the same harvest field. He's the first fruits. The, the harvest has begun, and we will follow him. And so what has happened to him will happen to us, and we will, we will escape this worm. The worm will die in heaven mm. the death will die and decay will die mm. um and we if we're in christ uh will live with him mm -mm. um and so that's that's the and that happened to nineveh they were delivered from the worm in a way uh yeah. and we will be too if we put our trust in christ um mm. and we will we'll live forever praise the lord yeah. good place to end um 
Thank you very much for tuning in. As I said, we're also going to be releasing uh, a, a shorter version of this podcast, which you can listen to with uh, families and children. And uh, if anything uh, today has been helpful, then do please share these resources. Um, we know that they're not perfect, but uh, we, you know, we would love them to be a blessing to as many people as possible. So uh, if you've appreciated it and you think others would, do, do share them around. And cornerstonechurchkingston.org is the place to go for lots of other resources too. And uh, I hope you uh, uh, know a blessing as you download and look at those.